Welcome to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. For more details, check out faithcc.com.au. We hope you enjoy this message. All right, fantastic. Grab your seats. If you've got your Bibles, I want you to turn with me to the book of Luke. The book of Luke. If you brought your Bibles, give me a yell. A couple of people. That's good. That's fantastic. And uh, we're going to be reading, sorry, the book of Mark. Not the book of Luke, the book of Mark. Well, it's all the Bible, isn't it, really? Um, I want to show you a photo tonight, and then I want to give you my title. Can we put that photo up? My title is, Sometimes to Move Forward, you must, you must Leave Some Things Behind. Sometimes to move forward, you've got to leave some things behind. Now, Mark chapter 1, verse 16 to 19 says this, And as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, this is Jesus, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, follow me and I will be, make you become fishers of fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. When he'd gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were also in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and they went after him. Now we know that these guys were fishermen and so it was totally expected of them being fishermen, to be carrying, using, preparing, and mending their nets. But when Jesus calls them, notice they didn't take their nets with them. They left their nets behind because their calling had changed, and so their required use of the nets became obsolete. You know, for the sake of the message today, one of the meanings for the word net in the Greek means anything thrown around oneself to impede his or her motions. Anything that you would throw around yourself to impede your motions. You know, for fish, the nets were great. But for the calling that Christ had for them, the nets would be an impediment. You know, one of the things that we continually face every time we come into a new year is to rid ourselves of stuff that can hinder our progress, that can hinder our calling, that can hinder our purpose in Christ. And I want to encourage you this year as you face a new year with new challenges and new focuses and, and new dreams, don't be hindered this year. Don't allow stuff to hinder your progress. Leave the net behind. Leave the stuff that catches, that drags, that weighs down, that is no longer necessary for this next season of your life. A couple of things that these nets represent, I want to quickly look at, then we're going to pray. Number one, leave behind the labels. Leave behind the labels. When they left the net, they left their, their labels. Now, we put labels on ourselves. Leave behind the labels of what you think you are. Then often you speak over your own life. You know, we often say, you know, we hate it when people speak bad things over our lives. 
But the reality is we are the worst culprit. We speak more negative stuff into our world than anyone else. I'm not good enough. I can't do that. I'm restricted. I'm not talented enough. I'm not anointed enough. I don't have the capacity to do this. You know, Jesus is about to send out his disciples in another passage in Luke chapter 9 and verse 1. And he gives them these instructions. It says, when he called the 12 together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure sicknesses. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he told them, take nothing for the journey. No staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Don't you find that a strange command on a quest that God is sending them on? He says, don't take a bag. Now, scholars would say that he was referring to a beggar's bag. The people that walked around from town to town with bags, they were often classified as beggars begging for food. In other words, don't be seen like a beggar. Don't beg for food, believe God for it. Don't beg for shelter, believe God for it. You are not a beggar. You are intentionally going out believing that God is going to use you to change the nations of the world. So don't have anything in your world that would cause a fraction or a dysfunction about who God has called you to be. He says to me, he goes, I will make you fishers of men. In other words, it doesn't matter how you've been made before. It doesn't matter how life has made you. I will make you fishers of men. He takes an old label, an old definition, an old mandate, fisherman, and he invents a new mandate, fishers of men. Church, he literally creates a new, a new profession. If they're applying for a loan application from that day onwards, what is your profession? They'd have to scroll down saying fishers of men. He created a completely new profession for these guys that had never, ever existed before. You see, Jesus does that. He redefines our labels, our limits, our purpose, our characterizations. He says, you were called Simon, but now you are called Peter. And upon this, church, upon this rock, I will build my church. You were called Saul, but now you are called Paul. You know, the word label actually means a narrow band like a ribbon. Jesus gets rid of the narrow scope of our lives and opens it right up. We think our influence is limited. We think that our capabilities are limited. We think opportunities are restricted because of this thing called labels. Jesus takes the lowest class of labeling people and makes them into world changers. Have you ever met someone so narrow-minded that they can see through a keyhole with both eyes? <laughs> we, in our own life, we actually get narrow-minded about ourselves. We get narrow-minded about we think what we think we can do. We get narrow-minded about what we think we can go for. We have this narrow scope, and we often don't try. And I would say this to you tonight, that's a net. That's a thing that's going to drag you down. That's going to the thing that's going to stop you trying in the things of God. That's the thing that's going to stop you from stepping out in faith. Not the stuff that other people say about you, but the stuff that you actually say about yourselves. Jesus takes these guys, a fisherman, and he says, I will now make you fishers of men. Your whole mandate is going to change. The second one is this. 
leave behind the fear of. You can put whatever you want in front of that phrase because there are so many of them. The fear of failure. The fear of the future. The fear of taking risks. The fear of rejection. The fear of disappointment. The fear of looking stupid. The fear of ridicule. The fear of the opinion of other people. The fear of missing out. You know, church, the fear of is a net that can weigh you down if you're not careful for the purpose and plan of God for your life. It is a net that can drag you down. God wants you to be free of that net. You know, I was watching a documentary the other day with my son Nathan, and Nathan loves documentaries. I just watched so many crazy documentaries, right? One day I said, what are you watching, Nathan? He said, I'm watching another documentary, right? So we watched a documentary about the biggest airline in the world, right? So can you guess which one it is? Qantas? British Airways? Etihad? What is the biggest airline in the world? FedEx. Ah. (laughs) FedEx is the biggest airline in the world. Right? FedEx's airline airline cargo division boasts a huge fleet of 691 aircraft. That's twice as many as Ryanair, which is Europe's biggest, largest airline. Mind you, it's the worst airline in the world. (laughs) Honestly. Right? It's nearly three times bigger than British Airways. Right? So the biggest airport in the world is not a domestic airport. It's actually a cargo airport. Right? And actually, in in America, FedEx have got one of the biggest uh, um, airports in the world. It didn't start that way, right? 1965, Yale University undergraduate Fred Smith, Fred Smith, there must have been a lot of them in the phone book, man, Fred Smith. (laughs) Fred Smith wrote a term paper about overnight packaging. So he wrote, wrote, you know, he had to put a term paper in, he goes, I'm going to write something about overnight packaging, overnight packaging, right? So he put it in for assessment. The best business minds of the country, the professors of Yale University, gave him a C- minus in his report. They said, this is an absolutely absurd idea. That is the worst idea you could ever come up with. No one would ever pay overnight packages when they can just use normal US mail, right? So he didn't look at that as failure. He looked at that in a differently, completely different light. He wasn't gripped by the fear of what other people thought about his idea. He didn't go, well, these professors, these experts... They must know. They must be like God, all-knowing. He wasn't put off by that. He decided, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. Right? He took all the money he had invested and he poured it into the company. The first day of business, FedEx planned to deliver 167 packages. They delivered seven. Five of which they sent to themselves to make sure they were doing a good job. Right? So there were only two public customers. Now, he had already invested a massive amount of money into an infrastructure connecting with boats and airlines and systems, literally for two packages. Now, people would say you did all of that for such a pathetic result. 
Right there, fear could have set in. He could have said, I've spent so much. Mate, we did not meet our goal by 80%. We met our goal by probably by 1%. It's been an absolute disaster. He could have allowed the fear of the future to actually set in. But the reality is he said, well, we got it right on two. We just need to multiply the numbers now. We need to go from two to 2,000 to 2 million. The core idea was a good idea. The core concept was a great concept, right? Now, we look at these disciples and we go, wow, these guys are world, world changers and, you know, they got such a reputation and look what they did by starting the church. It's amazing. But think about it. All they had was a call. They had a call to serve Jesus and nothing else. They had no infrastructure. They had no massive organisation backing them up. All they had were two words, follow me. They didn't have a brand. They didn't have a church. They didn't have lights. They didn't have nothing that we have today. All they had was a guy coming up to them saying, follow me. They leave the net that has served them well for years to embrace another net that is going to yield a bigger harvest, but right now it's just an idea. How many times do you and I walk away with a core idea, a vision, a plan, a concept, a dream, a calling, because it's just an idea, but we are so gripped with the net of fear that we never step out to do what God has called us to do? I'm telling you, if you want a different year this year, it's time to put the net of fear aside. It's time to put the net of ridicule aside. It's time to put the net of what people think aside. It's time not to allow that thing to drag you down and to put you into a less position that God has for your life. I don't know what that means for you. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's a new development. Maybe it's a new idea. Maybe it's a new step of faith. Maybe it's a good idea. Maybe it's a great vision. Maybe it's a wonderful plan that you have been mulling around for years and years and years. Can I challenge you this year? Maybe it's time for you to put aside the net of fear and take a step of faith and see what God will actually do with your calling and your purpose. Now, you may not like this next one. This is my last one. But here it goes. Leave behind the insecurities and fragile, delicate thinking of your current net. Leave aside the insecurities and the fragile, delicate thinking of your current net. So Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 6 is another story about a net. Right? Many stories about nets. Right? Now one day as Jesus was standing at the late of Gerenaset, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and he asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the people from that boat. When he had finished, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night. We haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. Well, when they'd done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their what? Their nets began to break. And so they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so full they began to sink. This is, this is the issue. The problem with the old nets is that they are often not strong enough to hold what God wants to do. This net had served them well, but it could not sustain the new thing that God was doing. 
They needed a more resilient net. You know, there are some nets that we carry in life that collect all of our insecurities and sensitivities. Very fragile. And they break when the pressure's on. They can't hold together when God is about to use us in a good way. Right? I was talking to this to the musicians and the singers about criticism and rejection. Right? Rejection is seen throughout the Word of God. Right at the beginning. Actually, Cain was rejected for his offering. Right? Jesus talks about the rejection we go through by standing up for the things of God. Right? It's just a natural p- process of life. Right? But what often happens is, is that we're okay with it at one level. The moment we step up to another level, we're now we have more eyes upon us. Because we have insecurities and issues of rejection, we have a fragile net. And when God wants to use us, we break and we fall apart under the pressure. God wants to strengthen your net in this area in 2019. We see the disciples that the net was breaking. It's harvest time. The boats are full. God is blessed. People are coming in. But my net just can't handle the increase. Frank was talking to me the other day about different churches and leaders around the world. And we often listen to different podcasts and different preachers. And she was listening to Erwin McManus, podcast from Mosaic Church. And I don't know if you've ever listened to him. But they decided to start a church in one of the culturally challenging areas in the USA. Some, some areas in, in America, easy to start a church. Right, the big Bible belts, the other areas are very difficult. Los Angeles is one of the challenging areas to actually start a church. It's the hub of pop culture, right? So they went ahead and they did that. Years later, they have a great church, and he talks about leadership. And he, he makes this great statement. He says one of the things they look for in leaders is, is a big capacity, right? Very similar to us, right? Kindness. Right? Kindness is a good thing, isn't it? And the last one was, was resilience. Resilience. Resilience to get things over the line. I've realized this about the world. The world will not bow to my rejection and insecurity issues. The standard is still there. The challenges are still there. The world doesn't soften to the things that I struggle with internally. And it's resilience. Resilience to get things over the line. Resilience to actually produce a result with the tools that you have been given. Resilience to push through when it's difficult. Resilience to say, these are the challenges, but I will find a way. These are the things that I'm facing right now in my marriage or in my family or in my workplace or my dreams have stalled. And rather than just getting all insecure and people don't like me and people don't support me, rather than getting all rejected, that net is going to break saying, you know what, I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way. I'm going to find a way to break through. If the disciples had a call and nothing else, I've got so much more than what they have got. I am going to find a way. The problem is what we do, we try once and we give up. Or we get locked into this is the way and it needs to be like this and it doesn't turn out like that. And then we give up. Imagine if we did the same thing for our kids. Right? You parents, your kids are at walking age. My kids started to walk, and my daughter started to walk. We're waiting for that day, waiting for that day. Gets up, grabs hold of the table. I'll never forget that. Starts walking. <laughs> Falls down. 
Now, I didn't say to her, Alessandro, that was a pathetic attempt. <laughs> like, honestly. Don't you ever do that again. You didn't get it right. So you know what? You're never going to have another go again. We don't say that, do we? What if we did that? No one will be walking. <laughs> now think about it. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Come on, get up. Come on a bit further. Come on a bit further. All right, come on, keep going up. Come on, get up again and again and again until she's walking. Right, Nathan, when he started walking, he didn't start walking, he started running. <laughs> Where'd he go? Right, we teach our kids resilience in some of the basics of life. Why do we lose that resilience as we get older? Why do we get so focused on the insecurities and the, and the fragileness that we all suffer and we allow that to be a net to actually drag us and actually pull us down? So I want to ask you today, what well-worn nets do you need to leave behind in 2019 that maybe have gotten you so far but are not going to serve you well in this next season that God has for your life? Maybe today it's old labels. Maybe today it's insecurities. Maybe it's time to allow the Holy Spirit to fill, I want the musicians to come, to fill you with fresh vision, a fresh net for a bigger catch. I'm believing in your life that the blessing of God will be so awesome that your net will not be able to carry it. Those nets were not going to survive what God had in store. Maybe it's time for a different net. Maybe it's time for a different net. Get rid of the old labels. From fishermen to fishers of men. Not the labels that other people speak, you know, over you. I don't think that happens that much anymore. You know, I think the bigger issue is the labels we put over ourselves. Right? The net of the fear of. Fear of failure, fear of rejection. Fear of what if the future won't work out. Whenever you take a step of faith, there's always fear. Make a decision, I'm not going to bow to that fear. Disciples would have had a lot to fear. They said, we're going, follow me. We're going. You know. And finally, the fragile nets in our lives, the ones that collect all of our insecurities and all of our fears. Right? Many of you don't know me that well. This is coming from a guy who was riddled with insecurities and fears. And over the years, begin to unwind them. And as you begin to realise very quickly what little power they actually do have and the power they have is the power that I actually give them and I'm taking that away I'm throwing that aside because I don't want any of those things to hold me back I want to do what God has called me to do and I don't want to live with fragile nets I don't want you to be dragged down this year I don't want you to hold back I don't want you to feel burdened this year. I honestly believe that God has given us everything in His Word that we can actually live burden-free. I'm not talking about a mental state or emotional state. I'm just talking about a general position in life. The reality is we live in a fractured world, and so there's always challenges. There's things that you have to do to bring your thought life and your emotions in line with the Word of God. It, things don't happen naturally. But just the position in life that I make a decision this year that I'm not going to live with burdens, but I'm going to live burden-free. I'm going to come to God 
I'm not going to be burdened by the what ifs. I'm not going to be burdened by fear. If fear is my big one. I'm coming after that thing. I'm coming after. You know, one of the things that I did to conquer fear in my life, I started to write all the things I was fearful of. And then six months later, I revisited those things. And I actually worked out that none of those things actually came to pass. And I went, wow, look at that. Fear, you have no hold on me anymore. You know, but I went after it. I went after it. I refused to be dragged down by the net of fear. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast from Faith Christian Church. To stay up to date, check us out at our website, faithcc.com.au.